Hey guys, happy Tuesday. I hope you are all having a fantastic start to your week. Now, this week's episode is going to be a little bit different than most episodes and the topic I was originally going to do is definitely going to have to wait for next opportunity for that one because I didn't even think I was going to honestly do an episode this week. Now, before you guys get all upset, I definitely will explain in a moment. Um, And in the meanwhile, I would just like to say a big happy thank you like with open arms to our American listeners and the reason is they are starting to grow. I'm so excited. We're now streaming in seven states in the U.S. Um, So big, big thank you to Texas, Washington, New Jersey, Arizona, Florida, California, and Virginia. You guys rock. Um, Thank you so much, you guys. But so back to what I was saying as to why I wasn't going to possibly do an episode for the show this week is I got some very freaky, scary news on Friday night. So Friday night, I tested positive for COVID-19. And I'm still trying to process the news. On Tuesday of last week, um, I started to have my very first symptom, which was quite frankly, not even a known symptom of COVID, but just a symptom of feeling sick. So I started to have a little bit of sinus pain and I had a bit of a face headache. You know, those headaches you get in the front of your forehead, they kind of, you can kind of feel them like behind your eyes. And uh, it just feels like a lot of tension in your face. And I started to experience that. And I thought, oh, you know what? Whatever. I had my high pony extensions in. And so I thought that's probably my cause of my headache. The next day, the sinus pain didn't go away. And neither did my headache. In fact, I was starting to feel a little bit worse. I was feeling so fatigued. Now, at this point, I still didn't think too much of it because, well, it was a rainy day. I thought, you know, maybe it's just a mental health day and that's why I'm feeling so tired. And I didn't do much on Wednesday. Actually, I did nothing on Wednesday. So I was like, frig, like there's no excuse for me to feel this tired. But hey, you know what? Maybe it's just depression. Thursday, I felt the same. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be responsible here and do the right thing and just get tested just in case. But it was like, ugh, there is no way of COVID. Like, there's no way. It's a respiratory disease and I had no issues with my breathing. In fact, I even worked out on Thursday. But I was like, okay, I can't take a chance. The pandemic issue in Ontario is so out of control. It's so, like, our province is crippling with the government's lack of being able to get a grip on this pandemic. And it's very clear 
that the government does not want to admit that they've lost control. And they still won't admit it, but I'll get into all that here in a moment. So Friday comes along. I made my appointment Thursday night. And it's an afternoon appointment. It was at noon. But a little bit before I went, I wanted to just have like a hot coffee because I'm not a morning person (laughs) at all. And I'm already feeling like quite fatigued for the unknown reason. And I realized we ran out of coffee. (laughs) Like my worst nightmare. I can't do anything without caffeine. But I was like, okay, you know what? We have tea. And we have a lot of tea in our house because Marcos is like obsessed. But I had a couple like options and that's when I realized I couldn't smell any of them. So I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be in such denial. So I go, it's very quick and easy. Also shout out to my nurse, like he was kind of cute. Anyways, (laughs) Um, I was like, yeah, you can stick that up my nose, whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hope you don't have COVID because I gave it to you. Anyways, I go in, I'm there for like five minutes and uh i go home and i just kind of go straight to bed like i just was so tired and i'm just feeling kind of like off the whole day and i eventually end up getting an email like at 11 o'clock at night now for the way it works here is basically after you get tested at most locations they give you like an online portal with a code that you can go online and set up yourself to see your results on your own. And I got my results within like 11 hours. So I check it out. I, it's been all day. I've been anxiously anticipating this. And that's when I saw the word detect it. Kind of threw my phone. I cried. Had a bit of a breakdown. And I was very scared. It was a scary moment where, you know, it's been a year of this pandemic. I didn't get sick until now. I've been tested before. All times were negative. And, you know, you hear about it every every single day. Like, it is the only thing that has been on our social media, our news like radios whatever tvs is covet covet like pandemic like it is the only thing is the only thing that has been a topic of discussion not even just online and in the news but with our friends co-workers friends and family and like it's like it's a lot and then when it happens to you that shit's scary shit was really scary so you know i told my immediate friends uh and family first and then i told all the people that i came in contact with so they could get tested and i didn't sleep that night at all i just 
started watching like old reruns of the Kardashians, actually, for those who are also re-watching the Kardashians because we're on the last season. I'm on season nine where Kanye proposes to Kim. So, so cute. Um, but yeah, I really like I could not sleep. I was just watching reality TV the whole night and um the next day I obviously felt way worse because of my lack of sleep. Um, my temperature started to rise a bit. It, now, not at a fever. It usually sits at around the, anywhere between 35 to 36. I'm usually around 36 normally and it spiked to 37.5. So if it got to 38, definitely would have been a concern um, because that is considered a fever. But I started to have a bit of uh, short, like I felt kind of short-winded in my breath when I talked on the phone. And for any like Canadians listening to this episode, the best way I could describe um, the breathing issue, which it wasn't painful, I just couldn't get a whole breath in. It's like you know, on a really, really cold, cold winter day, and you are outside and like you do some sort of physical activity like you go for a run or like you're outdoors on a like on a rink and you're skating and you kind of have that cold air hit your lungs that's what it felt like um at this point saturday evening is when i officially lost also my taste um losing your taste and your sense of smell go hand in hand and uh that it was just like another shit day <laughs> the symptoms were just getting worse for me and as a cherry on top i got another email saturday night of notification to check my test results and i was like oh it's not gonna magically sing negative now i was like what like what could this be and that's when I saw that it was indeed the UK variant. Now, for those who don't know much about the UK variant, it came up as being detected as N501Y, meaning the N genome sequence changes to the Y, which in, you know, scientific terms basically means that the spike protein on um, the COVID virus is mutated. The amino acids on the spike pro protein has changed. Now, what does that mean for me? Well, I mean, at this point, I, my panic and my anxiety went through the roof. I didn't know at this point. It's Saturday. Public health still did not contact me. And I'm freaking out. I thought what everyone has been thinking about the UK variant or the Brazil variant or the South African variant is that it's way worse. And I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to die. This is like worse than COVID. But I did a little bit of research on the variant once my mind and body calmed down a little bit. And from what I've realized is that it's not necessarily worse in the sense of symptoms. The symptoms are relatively all the same. What it means is that the spike protein attaches to the host cell 
better and binds to the host cell easier. Meaning since it binds to our cells easier, it makes it more contagious and more infectious. So the chances of it spreading are a lot higher than the regular COVID strain. And it's harder to control. So I didn't have to worry a whole lot about what was going to happen to my body. I just had to worry a whole lot about making sure that I 100% stay in my room. Um, Marcos miraculously tested negative and he left and went to an Airbnb for the next two weeks. But um, it was definitely a moment of fear. Um, I still have not heard from public health. And so that has been number one thing is just the fear. And so um, I really, that was another thing that I just didn't want. Like I felt like I was scared. I didn't want to talk about it today. But I know that I have to be genuine with this platform. And I need, need to be honest with you guys. Um, And with fear comes a lack of knowledge. And that's how a lot of bad stigmas circle around this virus and people's opinions on those with those who uh, come in contact with COVID and test positive for COVID a year into this pandemic. And we still have some very terrible stigma around it. And I talked to a couple of my girlfriends. Some said, you know, like, just keep quiet. Like, don't say anything. Like, you know, try not to tell a whole lot of people. And and then some people said, yeah, like, talk about it on your, on your platform. Talk about it on the podcast. And I thought with myself for quite a bit. And I was like, it wouldn't sit well for me if I wasn't honest with you guys. So that's kind of why I was debating if I was even going to tell my story today um, and how it's affected me, not only because I was unsure of other people's opinions, but I was also like another thing was I was unsure if I would even have the energy to record. (laughs) So I've definitely just been in bed and really, really trying to take things easy. Um, I definitely want to shout out Tisha. She did me a solid giving me my essentials with some honey and lemons and spicy noodles and even some weed. And she just dropped it off of my steps and like walked away from my door. (laughs) Just so uh, we said hi through the window. It was cute. So, you know, thank you to her. But um when I did actually tell other people other than like close friends, my reactions have been very different. And, um, you know, I think about it now, if I care too much about other people's opinions, it will stop me from succeeding. And nobody grows when they're held back from others' opinions. It's just irrelevant at the end of the day. But um, it was definitely really disappointing, actually, when some people did find out that I did have COVID. And um, when I say this, a lot of the negative reactions kind of came from the people that don't live in Ontario. And if you're not in Ontario right now, 
one of the biggest things to understand what I was saying before is how bad and desperate our situation is. Our people have been asking for paid sick days and equal distribution of the vaccine. Two simple requests and neither one of those requests have been fulfilled. Now, we're still asking for it. We're still trying to pressure our government, but I didn't live in a hotspot that was considered a high-risk area for getting COVID. And therefore, because of that, because of my postal code, I wasn't eligible for the vaccine. Even people with pre-existing health conditions are still having issues accessing um, being even put on a wait list for the vaccine. And therefore, me having a very contagious variant um, could have been prevented. It really could have been prevented. And I think that outrages me the most. Um, We have been in some form of lockdown or shutdown since November. They keep on trying to reopen with the wrong things first and shutting the, the province down. And reopening and shutting the province down. It's just been this cycle of, you know, failed lockdowns. Now, when I say failed lockdown, I mean I'm in support of lockdowns when done effectively. And our province has not done them effectively. Uh, And so a lot of my friends who are still in Nova Scotia have no idea what's going on. Now they can read about it in the news. They can sympathize. But obviously, it's hard for me to expect them to empathize of the conditions that our province is in. It's to the point where Red Cross even asked if they could step in and Doug Ford still declined the Red Cross aid. Now, when I say a disappointment of reaction, the number one thing that has been very annoying, to say the least, is when people ask me, first and foremost, before if I'm okay or feel better or is there anything I can do to support you, is where did you get it from? And I'm like thinking to myself, if I purposely knew where I got it from, I wouldn't have it. It reminds me a lot of the people that are like, when you discuss uh, openly about like mental health, like anxiety, for example, and they're like, have you ever just thought about like not having anxiety? Or like, have you ever just thought about meditation or like just being able to calm down? And I'm like, bitch, if I could just control those things, I wouldn't have anxiety. And so it just feels like the same thing. And it's, it's quite it's uh insult to injury really it's really so insulting and um over i'm really over it i'm really i'm fed up with people asking me where did i get it i really am so a year into this pandemic if one of your close friends still hasn't contacted COVID, or eventually they do don't ask them where did they get it it's like the last thing on their mind like If you haven't had COVID, one of the biggest things that I can tell you is that I'm thinking about, obviously everyone's different and it affects everyone different. And some people may be asymptomatic, but for those that are suffering with symptoms, like me especially, is I'm like, hmm, what's my temperature? How long ago did I take Tylenol? What does my body need right now? 
Should I take another nap? Do I have enough honey in my cupboard? Like, those are the things that are going through my mind. Do I have the proper vitamins? Should I contact people that I know that are healthcare professionals? What is their advice? Do I know anyone who's had COVID before? Oh, okay, maybe I need vitamin C. Maybe I need zinc. Like, those are the things that are on my mind right now. Not where did I get it? I have it now. It's too late. Does it matter where I got it? No. We're in a province that's in a humanitarian crisis. I literally could have gotten it from going on the subway. So don't stress somebody out with those questions. That's the big thing I can say. And try to help when you can. I, you know, I've been very, very thankful for the people that have, um, and I just want to say from the bottom, bottom of my heart, a sincere amount of gratitude for those who have been able to, you know, just drop off the food to my door like Tisha or even just ask how my day is going if if I'm feeling better. That is, has been so amazing to me because this is a very isolated feeling. You know, it's not like anything else where you can go visit, uh, you know, your loved one or your friend when they're sick and give them a hug. Like you can't just do that, right? They're isolated and I will be isolated for another week and a half and I'm lonely. (laughs) So, you know, it, it takes a toll on you, not just physically, but mentally. And so I definitely want to say thank you for those who've reached out, but you know, when you start to do unnecessary things like asking questions like that, it definitely can stress someone out. Um, and COVID or not, just a big reminder, you know, we're in this pandemic together. So let's support each other and let's just show each other a little bit of a little more compassion. You know, this world needs a little bit more compassion. Now, I'm not going to say we're in this together because during the current circumstances of where we are right now with Ontario's, we're technically not all in this together. And what I mean by that is that the highest rates of COVID-19 is amongst racialized communities. And one of the things that Doug Ford has recently done and is not only extend the stay-at-home order for an additional two more weeks for a total of six, but he's allowing police and authorities to card and stop anyone at any time on when they leave the house and to where their destination is. And if you do not give a satisfactory answer, you can get charged up to $750. So with the highest rates of COVID being in marginalized communities, Carding and abuse of power with police and what feels like we're now living in a police state, POC and indigenous communities are going to be impacted by random carding the most. So, you know, yes, we're in the pandemic together, but we're not all living the same realities. And so I think, once again, compassion can go a long, long way. And if you are affected by the new regulations of police, there is resources for lawyers, for black communities. And I can definitely attach a link in the description of this episode. But remember, guys, love one another, check in for each other, support each other, 
and just have a little bit more understanding. Understanding and education can go a tremendous way. And that's why I am able to continue to talk about my experience with COVID-19 and feel comfortable sharing my experience so far because it is scary, but I know I'm not alone. And I know that there is other people who have gone through this and might have experienced the same type of mixed reactions from people. And also having the fear of being open and outspoken about their experience due to judgment and stigma. So educate yourself. You know, obviously the media and the news has a lot of misinformation. But if you do the steps necessary to what you need to do to support your friends and family in this situation, do it. And remember, you can have your cake and you can eat it too. Stay safe.